Welcome aboard the USS Boda. This is your captain, not Patrick Stewart speaking. You're listening to Dork Trek. Dorktrek.com. Engage, Mr. Manny. So we're back. Uh, welcome to episode three of the uh, Dork Trek podcast. We're currently reviewing a Voyager. Hello and welcome to the longest running, most irreverent Star Trek podcast on the internet. I'm doing this because I think we're getting new listeners. So I want people to feel like, oh, okay, they, you know, I get what these guys are doing. So yeah, 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 you know. New Trek series, who dis? Yeah. When you said most irreverent, I thought for some reason you were going to say most erotic and you would have been right both it's of them are true. correct we are erotic we're irreverent we we we're in touch with our intersexuality we're not afraid to discuss such such matters um so yeah so there have been some new listeners so welcome aboard uh the episode welcome aboard the podcast my name is bob i'm joined by uh jenny zell hello jenny hi Jenny, you're wonderful. You? I'm great, man. It's so wonderful to have you. Uh, we're also joined by uh, Ben McCormick, our resident curmudgeon. Yeah. And then I'm also, and then this week, you may have missed him last week because he was doing other things. Um, but we have Dennis Black and Asian here. Hello, Dennis. Hello. It's nice of you to join us again. Yeah, you know, I make it when I can. That's cool. I respect that. <laughs> but you missed the first, the second half of the pilot. So I want to know what was your opinion on the second half of the episode because we did them in half. So because we ran out of yeah. time because we were just talking too much about it. How did you feel the second half of the episode went for you? Uh, I, the second half was rushed. Like so many different things happened and it all happened pretty quickly. You know, like when they met the Kazons and then that kind of devolved really quickly and then they beamed out of there. Then they went down to the shopping mall underground. And, How did they get know, down like there everything, so fast? Everything, everything yeah. happened so quickly yeah. at the end there. It's like you don't have, you don't really absorb the scope of anything that's happening. It's just like, okay, we didn't get finished this episode because we've already been here for an hour. They spent too much time on the farm. Like yeah. they, I feel like the episode wasn't paced well, but what did you give the episode um, uh, overall? I give it a five. Oh, that's a bad start. Not really. I mean, I don't, I have to go back and look, but I don't think any of the series pilots I really hold in very high regard. Okay. Compared so, to the rest of the series. You know so, I mean? okay, so out of the three pilots we've seen, which is TNG, Deep Space Nine, and this one, which one's your favorite? Hmm. Mm. I don't know. It's hard to say. I think for me, it's TNG. Okay. TNG. Because Q. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. They're all like really, we have really weird uh, overtones to them that don't match the tone of the rest of the series. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because mm -hmm. I got to be honest with you. I fucking hated Deep Space Nine's pilot. I hated it. All the, the trans like meditation fucking all that bullshit, all the, what is time? Time is a flat circle stuff. I was like, no, son, I'm, this is fucking nope. I was, uh-uh, no, I don't remember. Dennis, you have the ratings. What did we yeah, rate it? you know who hated it was Jenny. Really? <laughs> yeah, I hated yeah. it. So well, Emissary, uh, Jenny gave it a four. Bob gave it a 5.5. I'm surprised I gave it that high. <laughs> oh, no, wait, Manny was still here. Then mm -hmm. Ben gave it a seven. Manny and I gave it a 6.5. Okay. So Jenny with a 4.4. So clearly DS9 was not your jam. What did we give um, uh, Farpoint? Well, Jen, I don't. Farpoint, uh, 
Ben wasn't there, but yeah. Jenny and I were. Um, you gave it a six, Bob. Jenny gave it a seven. I gave it a 6.5. Okay. So I guess by form, Jenny, you are correct. The TNG one was your favorite. Yeah, that's exactly how I would have ranked it. TNG, then Voyager, then D- DS9. Like, yeah, I hated DS9's pilot. God, it, was gar- it was garbage. <laughs> it was terrible. It was- <laughs> and especially because, like, I, I had heard enough about the show that I was like, this sounds like it's going to be fantastic. I can't wait for this show. I'm, like, ready for it. And then I watched the first episode, and I'm like, fuck is this <laughs> this is not off to a good start all right i mean i respect you because i didn't like it either so it seems like the star trek pilots are more let's establish the setting first and then we'll get into the characters later as opposed to giving you like a character hook to really be interested in anybody because like, only... like with voyager they did build character a little bit more than usual yeah but it was bit. really broad strokes and we can kind of yes. get into some of that with parallax which is the second episode of voyager god damn that was a good segue like i don't want to <laughs> fucking break my arm patting myself on the back or anything but that was how long have you been doing this Bob? my uh, 10 years dennis and 10 10 years before that man <laughs> um but so yeah again i don't want to I mean, yeah, hey, you know what? Self high five. That was a good. That was a good segue. So yes, Parallax is the second episode of Star Trek Voyager, um, and it just starts right off the bat. There's a guy laying in sick bay who's with a bloody nose. Some dumbass white man who got punched in the fucking face. I immediately designated him as Fake O'Brien. Yep. <laughs> yep. Fake O'Brien. Not like O'Brien. If, if O'Brien and Eddington had a baby. They have the not yeah, Orion this guy. Yeah, he like I was watching this because this came out in '95, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, this could have been Will Ferrell in 1995. <laughs> like, part of me thinks Will Ferrell auditioned for this part and didn't get it because the guy is very Ferrell esque, kind of tall, kind of curly hair. Like, all right, all right, I respect that. Okay, congratulations, welcome aboard. I I could see Will Ferrell playing this episode. It's okay because I think in the next two years, Will Ferrell got on SNL, so everything everything worked out for that guy. Yeah, but you could see him maybe auditioning for this (laughs) and like, shit, I didn't get that bit part on that Star Trek show. Damn it, I can't play Faux Brian. (laughs) (laughs) Faux Brian, but yeah, Faux Brian is laying on on the medical bay and he's being examined by the doctor because he got knocked the fuck out. By Torres. Well, and to be fair, she pushed him, and being an idiot, he decided to push the Puerto Rican Klingon yes. back. And that's what we've established. She is indeed a Puerto Rican Klingon. Like that's that's what she is. We don't <laughs> like facts. Yeah. Like I've heard of Puerto Rican judo, but what's Puerto Rican Klingon judo? I mean, yeah. Die. You don't yeah. know if I got a bat left. <laughs> yeah, no, I love I Torres. I want to see that. I love Torres, but it's cool because, but it, it plays into the first episode where like she's just pissed all the time because she was the only one in the pilot that was like, fuck, we ain't staying here. So like she's yeah. fiery, like she's pissed yeah. off and she's aggro. You better get on that array and figure out how it works. <laughs> She has no problem speaking truth to power. And this dude, uh, Fake O'Brien, is just laid up in the bed and he's like, she fucking punched me in the face. <laughs> she broke three bones in his nose. Doctor has no mercy, though. Yeah. I mean, he just, like, lay the fuck down. Don't move. 
But again, I think that's also playing into because he was very kind of gruff, McCoy-esque, if you will, with his bedside. It was missing. Manner. That's I, I liked Pulaski's gruffness and and quasi McCoyisms when we did the rewatch. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of like that they're trying to go with that for this doctor. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's cool. I, well, I don't I don't need. I mean, I love Crusher. You know, I've I've met her. Pancake ass. And uh, she looks great. She, she, you know, she does. She's a beautiful woman considering, but if you want a woman with a rump, she's the, you going to the wrong place. She did the side bends or sit-ups and she lost that rump. Like she got nothing back there. Well, it's all that yoga she was doing. Red beans and rice missed her. <laughs> right by. They took the motor out of the back of her Honda. <laughs> but um, I just. Oh my God. Dear. I was very happy. To, it's weird because. <laughs> Look at Alana Torres's butt. This evening, somebody or this yes, afternoon, she looks somebody, like one of those Klingon guys' girlfriends. I'm sorry, Ben. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, somebody shared a picture. Uh, well, it's Picardo because today is McCoy's birthday. Yeah. Oh, happy birthday, McCoy. Being, he would have been 101. So it's DeForest and Kelly's birthday or DeForest Kelly. And so Robert Picardo. You always got to check with Ben. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I forget sometimes. Yeah, I get too no, in world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what do you call it? Uh, but no, Robert Picardo, who plays the ship's doctor on Voyager, shared a picture of, of the two of them together. That's nice. Before they met. And I never really thought of them having a chance to have met. I just, you know, I didn't get the timeline down or whatever in my head. And uh, they met and actually they the producers really wanted him to come on for an episode. But I mean, like, you on. know, the doctor would have consulted with Admiral McCoy on the holodeck. So you could have used him without makeup. You didn't have to age him up. You didn't have to try to de-age him. There's no way to de-age him at that point. I mean, come well, on. Yeah. well, no, I mean, if you look at the picture, he, he's, you know, movie era age at that point. So you could have brought 95? him. 95? In 94? Yeah, no, 95. Discover Country was, came out in, what, 91? 91 something, yeah. But he, he had failing health at that point. So, um, you know, they were like, we never could get it to work out. But it's just really cool seeing the two of them together. And I was like, you know, for some reason, that makes me really happy that they met. Because I always felt that there was that spiritual connection with McCoy with the Voyager Doctor. Mm-hmm. And that's why he's one of my favorite doctors in the franchise. Hmm. Yeah, I don't mind him. I, I know he's going to start singing and shit. And so I kind of... <laughs> That 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 fact looms large in my head. That one episode of that motherfucker dressed up like a clown singing, and I'm just like, it, it taints the whole thing for me. If I never would have seen that episode, I'd be like, I like the doctor; he's cool. But I'm like, I know what's gonna happen. I know where this is going. And you get some of that in this episode too. I don't want to jump ahead too far, but you can kind of see like, okay, we're rehashing some data stories here. Yeah. And that and that kind of makes me nervous. Second episode in, we're already kind of. Well, what's your name? You don't have a name, you know. But he's human. Yeah, yeah. We can. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. I mean, it makes sense that he doesn't have good bedside manner because, like he says, he's an emergency medical hologram. Yeah. So he's usually only supposed to be there in emergency situations. So the patient, it's like working in an ICU. The patient usually isn't awake. You don't have to calm them down. You just focus on doing your job for the most Mm -hmm. part. So when he has to deal with hangnails and broken noses, it's an issue for him. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird. But like I said, we'll get to that point. But I like this episode in the beginning. I like it very much because we are getting that that friction, that that beef between the Maquis crew and and the Federation crew, which is really fun. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This, this is what you guys are complaining wasn't happening. Yeah. Well, here, right out the bat, we we got it. You know, the, there's some friction in engineering. She's mm-hmm. gonna beat the shit out of somebody, break his nose. Could have, you know, just a little bit more force, and she could have shoved some of those bones into his brain. And then you have like the nice kind of interaction between. Um, our friend Tuvok and Chakotay in the hallway where they're talking yeah. about like, well, she's my people, blah, blah, blah. So I kind of dug that scene. Like I really, I was into that. I really liked it. And yeah. it makes sense that like the first episode, they have a crisis to deal with. They're getting along. And then like, you know, a couple days later, the tension's building up again. Yeah. The shit and hits the fan. Yeah. Put her in the brig for 75 years. 75. Yeah. I love that. Chakotay that was excessive. Line. What are you going to put her in the brig for 75 years? <laughs> That was excessive. It was, but it was it was a nice little scene. It was a cool scene, and I liked the way kind of Chakotay was like, "Hey man, we're not, we ain't telling the captain nothing." And then Tuvok has to kind of go along with it. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm gonna well, log it'll it. Be, it'll be in my security log, and I Chakotay should have snapped back on him more because uh, Tuvok was spying on him. You yeah. know, for the last however That's long true too. he was in the yeah. crew, like he should have yeah. been. Oh yeah, well no, I expect that from you. Ooh, that would have been a good yeah. line. Good, good to see you're keeping up your old habits. Yeah. You son of a bitch. But they didn't really play it that high. And I mean, out of all the Maquis who are on the ship, Chakotay is kind of the most integrated into Starfleet because he was, he went to the Academy. He was in Starfleet at one point. So he kind of gets yeah. what Starfleet is where the other one's not so much. He's more like uh, Bernie Casey character yeah that's that's a really good example of it yeah you know like he's an established starfleet guy who you know lost his way or or found a different path had his beef yeah so but yeah then we get the cool i thought the cool scene with um with chakotay and torres in the in the uh, in her quarters was cool before that though there was the uh scene in the hallway with the two maquis crewmen that's right yeah yeah, jarvin and and, uh seska yeah. Where they're like, hey, man, you get ready to take the ship. We got you back. Let's storm yeah. the bridge. Yeah, that was, I wanted to see. Yeah, that was intense. I mean, I'm, I mean, that's cool. Like, you get Uh-oh. this, like, is this where we're going with this? This is what's going to happen? Like, this, this is, is where we're, This is going to be a good series. Yeah, this could be really fun. This this could be great. I'm not and, saying we. I needed that for the whole series, but, like, the whole first season would have been nice. If, yeah. Like, so I guess we'll see. No, it's it's gonna happen, man. They're 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 gonna mutiny. It's not. and and it, it, they're gonna try to take over the ship. Well, and if, they're gonna like bust down Janeway's door, and and Chakotay's taking pictures of himself sitting at her desk. And they're gonna awesome, steal a man. computer and try to send it to Russia, which is the plot for Burn After Reading, and it didn't work <laughs> in the fucking Cohen Brothers movie. You twat! It's not gonna work in real life. Where's your fucking brain? Like, what is wrong with you? Didn't you see Burn After Reading, you idiot? Like. <laughs> These are the same people who were shocked that the inauguration went through yesterday, that there wasn't some secret Trump plan that was going to happen. Hello. Um, I guess you've not been read in. Um, That was Trump who got inaugurated uh, on the 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 20th. He he switched faces and he's impersonating. No, I mean, think about the suit of fat Joe Biden would have to wear in order to be Trump. Joe Biden is like he's a svelte, fit, like athletic looking 78 year old man. I mean, I hope I look that good at 78. Jeez Louise. I wish you'd have a different haircut, though. Like, from yes. the side, his haircut doesn't yeah. look very Joe Biden's flat. 78 years old, Ben. Jesus Christ. Yes, he's an old What the fuck have I done? Nothing. That's what I'm saying. Joe Biden's old as fuck. Is he now the oldest president? Yeah. He's got to be. How old was Reagan when he 
uh, left office. He was pushing 80. Yeah, he yeah, was pushing he 80. Left. Yeah, when he left. No, when he started. Yeah. Right. And that's why I like okay, the whole so thing. Yeah, go both ahead. Of them, both of them have that hair thing in the back. Yeah. Trump and Biden. And I don't know what it's this like is. It's like a mini mullet, kind of. Yeah. Like is, is that butt? a thing? Am I just cutting mm-hmm. my hair wrong? Or if you cut it close like that, does it like make you look less hair endowed or something? Hair endowed. Like no, I literally after I started nosing that uh, couple what was it yesterday afternoon? Is it I in sat the here front, with, Mag in the back. Yeah, but I sat here with my <laughs> I got the old selfie stick out and I'm sitting here like taking You were pictures. taking pictures of your anus for no, well, yeah, that was later sights. in the evening. But if I just flip to, it over. I was just like, what what does the back of my head? You're do ringing I have the this? dinner bell. <laughs> Come in. All right, I'm done. <laughs> Come on, that was good. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying. I see, because what I'm trying to do here, Ben, is I'm trying to lean people in to what we really do on this podcast because we and, do. You have- know, it's like, dude, we mm-hmm. got two episodes in. Yeah. All you new listeners, you got to know what what it's going to be like. Well, I did. I did notice that in some of the reviews, people were saying like, we don't talk about the episodes as much anymore, which is kind of true. Um, yeah, let's not fuck want. with them and, and make them think that we episodes. I like some of the episodes, and like uh, one of the reviews that we got, I told you about it last week, where they were like, uh, "Bob's phoning it in," and Ben and Jenny sound sad and depressed, and Dennis is cool. I am sad, and depressed, but he's never. I know it's like. <laughs> Okay, so you are listening. <laughs> but the thing is, though, if I was phoning it in, I just wouldn't do the fucking podcast. Yeah. Exactly. Like, <laughs> we what? have better things to do. Yeah, than like, what phone in? in? A what am, yeah, what am I phoning in a podcast? It's not like I'm I'm stretching this thing out because I'm retired in two weeks. I'm getting my fucking pension. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get that gold watch. This yeah, podcast but... is basically us allowing people to eavesdrop on our friendship. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. accurate. Because sometimes I forget we're recording and I'm just like talking to my my friends. Yeah, I mean, that's what it is. It's just a because way for I'm all of us to Because I'm so goddamn stay... lonely. But it's just a way for all of us to stay connected and, and enjoy each other's company. Yeah. You know, then we just happen to talk about Star Trek sometimes. So I think, but for Voyager, for the beginning, at least maybe like the first two seasons, we should try to stay on track with episodes. So if I'm shuffling us towards the point, then See, forgive me. First, you chew out Dennis for missing an episode. Yeah. I and mean, now you're chewing me out for going off topic. No, not at all. I'm it's, no. I'm not saying that at all. I'm I don't. Not, I don't know. I don't know if I can stay on Bob the show. Bob is now. so pissed about doing Voyager that he's cracking the whip on it. <laughs> I'm trying dude, to. It's to, like, dude, if, if I gotta watch this to bullshit, quit, everybody. <laughs> Look, if we all, if you, if you guys quit the podcast, then we can't do it anymore. So then we'll just stop doing. And then we'll, we'll just have like a weekly Zoom call. Really bad. No. I feel like we've actually been more on track. That's what I was saying. Yeah, because like, what the fuck going on with that? We were talking about Deep Space Nine, the end of Deep Space Nine, and we were so fucking jazzed about that. It was a good series. There was yeah. a good couple of years where all we talked about was Law and Order and soccer. Yeah. Yeah, that's going <laughs> to happen from time to time. But, but I mean, we started doing the Patreon stuff, so we can talk about that there. And then it's the, I mean, and then I look at some of the Star Treks too. It's like, it's like a baseball season, the dog days of summer when you're in like episode seven of season four and you're like, where the fuck is this going? When is this going to end? We've been doing this for two and a half years, you know? So Mm -hmm. yeah, but anywho, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to drift from time to time. And that's why, you know, we're kind of irreverent. We talk about Star Trek. We talk about other things, but we're going to drift from time to time. But yeah, 
What are we talking about? <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. yeah. So Chicote shoots down the whole mutiny bullshit with yeah. Seska real hard. Yeah, but that bums me out because now I know there's not going to be a mutiny. Yeah. Uh, he's a party man, I guess. Yeah, he's he's like, you know what? I'll send you to the brig. And it's like, come on, man. We just want a mutiny. We just want to make this interesting At for the audience. The possibility of a mutiny, you know, him like, hey, you know, I'm going to try to make don't this. Don't brush it off yet. Yeah, try to make this Starfleet thing work. But if not, you know, we'll be ready to go. Uh, we're, we're not saying mutiny. We're just saying we got you. If if shit goes down, look, we'll be not saying we want mutiny. it to. We're just saying if we're gonna store, we're gonna storm the Capitol to make sure they can't count the votes. Okay, and then so we're, we're gonna say, then we we're gonna say we didn't know we'd get in trouble. I mean, Chakotay told us to do it. <laughs> And then that'll I get us off. Look at the artwork. Yeah, I need an organic diet. It's our bridge too. Yeah, <laughs> Torres was live streaming the entire thing. <laughs> like an what a bunch of morons. But anyway, so Chicote <laughs> shuts that down, and then he talks to Torres, and he's like, "Look, you're the best. I think you're the best. You're the best engineer on the ship, and I'm going to recommend you for chief of engineering." She and doesn't want the job. <laughs> she's like, and, she's and like, the captain doesn't want her to have the job for this. Yeah, well, that's the that's the next scene. I, no, because then we get the quantum singularity thing, I guess, or whenever that happens. Because that's the whole point of the episode. They get stuck in this event horizon, which is not as spooky as the actual movie event horizon, because that movie is fucking scary as shit. I was going to say, spooky isn't a strong enough word to describe that. That movie, movie is that like... That movie's disturbing. Song yes. theater. That movie's fucked Me up, too. right? Like, it's fucked up. There were kids in the theater when I saw oh it. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was my kids. I took my kids to see that. The You know, the older, the well, boys. Yeah. That movie's like really... <laughs> the young ones. Really fucked up. Like, it's really yeah, like fucked up. like flayed bodies and shit. Like, I was like, what is going on in here? Yeah, and then like the... Uh, well, yeah, I mean, that movie, I fucking... Damn, Neil doesn't have any eyes. Yeah, yeah. that movie's fucking... I, yeah... I says I've seen it exactly one time. In the movie, the ship goes it goes through hell, right? When it folds time, like it becomes like hell ship, basically, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, Yuck. I might be mixing it up with uh, that. What was that other show? The Black Hole that Disney put out. Yeah, you got him. Totally. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. they go to There's hell. There's no flayed bodies in the Black Hole. Yeah. No, but they they go to well, there are, <laughs> and they go to hell because all the the droids or whatever are actually people who've been like lobotomized or some shit. Really? I've yeah. never seen the black hole. Yeah. Oh, you should. It's, it's, it's came out the same year as TNG it's or as a uh, motion picture. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not good, but Ernest Borgnine is it. I love Ernest Borgnine. <laughs> then yeah. He got an Oscar for Marty. Yeah, I love Ernest Borgnine. He's cool. Mm. He's always he always looked the same. And the um in Picard the like Romulan special forces mm -hmm. that are in the first episode of Picard look just like the androids from the black hole. That's they cool. even carry similar guns. That Interesting. They okay. Yeah. All right. Hmm. Yeah. The event horizon though is fucking terrifying. Yeah. Like, Oh my God, that movie. I've seen it twice. Oh, you watched it a movie. second time. Well, yeah. because uh, uh, when I was in college, somebody wanted to see it and I was like, Oh yeah, that's a creepy movie. And uh, they're like, okay, let me watch it. And I was like, all right, Let's I'll see. watch it with you. Did you did you it's get less, it? It's less it's less disturbing on a TV screen than in a movie theater. <laughs> I don't know, man. I saw it on a TV screen. I, we were at my my folks' house, my parents' because I was a kid. Yeah, but you was not the light on. But I was like, this is fucking terrible. And I hate horror movies. Like it's not my thing. Yeah. And this was just like, what the fuck is? That's this? the thing. I didn't th know it was going to be a horror movie. Walking in, <laughs> yeah, I thought it was I like thought, a sci-fi. Oh, Maybe there's yeah. an alien chasing them on the ship or something. But no, yep. it was like, what the fuck? Like, what yeah, dude, going, I don't like, there's so much of that movie I've blocked out of my head. It's like a traumatic experience. 
Uh, but look at Ben. Now he's in the set of Maud. No, I'm in the living room. Just had to. <laughs> That's in the den. Yeah. <laughs> Archie Bunker is going to show up and want his chair. I love your wood paneling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, dude, Event Horizon's fucking terrifying. So as soon as they mention Event Horizon, I'm like, oh, some spooky shit's going to happen. Now, what I'm happened? Die. Did this movie, did this episode come out first or was the actual movie Event Horizon happen? This oh, like movie out is first. already out. Event Horizon, I think, was my junior year of college. So 97, oh, 98, yeah. something like that. So I didn't take my kids to this. What? Oh, I let them watch it on TV. So that so that's not as bad. Yeah, but they're uh, not trapped there with you saying you can't leave. I paid for these tickets, <laughs> which is what usually happens. Right, like wider under underground underworld. Event Horizon came out in ninety seven. Yeah, that movie. So it was seven. after this episode. They got the idea for that movie from this episode. Dear God, it was awful. Like yeah. it was so fucking terrible. I just the scariest shit I've ever seen. I don't think it's a bad movie, but no, it's, it's just not. like it's so disturbing. But the guy yeah. seeing his dead wife who committed suicide and all that shit yeah. and like Wait, is Jason Isaacs in that movie? Yeah, Jason Isaac is. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah. And then like the one kid, what Harry. the one guy who Lawrence Fishburne lost, I guess he died on the mission. He's like hovering in the air on fire and shit. And like, yeah. am I, Again. yeah, it's fucking. I want to rewatch that, this that's, actually. That's Jason Isaacs, I think. It is okay. Yeah. yeah that's amazing. It's fucking fucked up. And then. Wasn't there a guy like in a space like suit, like bouncing off the windows or something there's, at one point? Yes, there's or, all kinds of crazy shit happening. Yeah. yeah. That movie is fucking fucked up. So we can expect this episode of Voyager but to be fucked up. To their credit, nope. whoever wrote it, like Lawrence Fishburne is like, we're getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah, so, so uh, no, do they have the ready room meeting first? Where? Do they have, they have the ready? Because so, they're yeah. like talking about personnel, like, yeah. okay, we have yes. these personnel vacancies, blah, blah, blah. And that's one thing that, um, you know, again, you don't really have a good sense of how much time has passed from the previous episode to this episode. Because mm -hmm. you would think, like, okay, they're all in Starfleet uniforms now. They all have jobs on the ship, mm -hmm. all the Maquis people and everything. So, how long have they been going without a chief engineer, you know, and all these other key personnel? positions that um you know that were vacated by death <laughs> I'm, yeah yeah i don't know yeah, i wish they would have kind of given you a time at least like because there's not even a captain's log in the beginning of it which yeah. i think would have been kind yeah, there of is. there is yeah no absolutely she, yeah she starts it with captain's log starting 4849.7 as we main, maintain course back to the alpha quadrant, on memory alpha we're conducting mm -hmm what would normally be routine maintenance to the ship oh, routine. Okay. That that's is right. if we had that's access right. to a star. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I remember that. I just remember fake O'Brien buzz getting his face busted up. So you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So I guess we could figure out how far apart they are by seems like a lot of examining work. the star dates. Ben, get on it. I'm on it right now. Do, do are, is a star date uh, measured in days? A thousand star dates per year. A thousand per year. Yeah. So what an arbitrary um, way to measure time. That so way, like well, one one star date is one third of a day approximately. It gets complicated. Ish. I, we don't have time in this episode for me to go into okay. the diagramming it. Just so just for the purposes <laughs> of 
since we're what in the third fucking series of the every, franchise. Every How many Bajoran months is it? Every eight hours, so, there's a star well, so, date. But here's the thing. So for the purposes of the show, you start start the season at a low star date number. And then for TNG, you would so four. So the first number is basically they're in the 24th century. That's not what it officially means, but for the writers, right? Start with a four. The second number is what season it was, right? So four one means it was fourth, it was first season. And then the next number, you have three digits left, and that's from zero 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 what zero one zero zero one. <laughs> so from from three zeros to three nines. Mm -hmm. So a thousand points before four one whatever turns to four two whatever. And so the way you figure it is low numbers toward the first of the season, high number is toward the end of the season, five hundred is toward the middle of the season, right? Voyager, this gets all screwed up because they start like in the middle of a of a different like this has already been running by TNG by TNG. Mm-hmm. So the uh, the first episode was um, start at four eight, which would have been the eighth season of of TNG. So four eight three one five point six. This episode was um, four eight uh, four three nine point seven. So we've had what like a hundred star date points between. Math is hard. Yeah. So they're there's thing they've used like there was like the the Hindu festival of light was named is like, oh, it started so and so we've served on board for this many days. Today's the Hindu festival of light. It's this guy's. Yeah, it's a good episode of the office. And so they go through all this. And so using that, we can calculate how, you know, what a start date is compared to blah, blah, blah. And somebody came up with a calculator. Yeah, so, so I'll I'll do a, a Patreon for so this. this like a week. Yeah, it, it's been, like it's been a minute. Okay, so but we <laughs> we have the meeting and they're talking about who can do what job, and all of a sudden, fucking Neelix and what's her face show up, and you're just like, God damn it! Yeah. And, and 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 Janway sets a really bad precedent by saying, Okay, you can stay here. No, this time, she should have been like, Nope, meeting's over. Everybody, okay, time to go. What Sorry she should have done. It. It said, you know what, Neelix, you'll have your own personal meeting with me and just keep like the start, you know, the on the start date of 12, the 12th of Neville, like have the the Voyager meetings, like all the key key Uh personnel, have your meetings with them and just like appease Neelix. You're so an can, ambassador. You wouldn't, an ambassador yeah. wouldn't be here with the, the yeah. office. Like, you know what, Neelix, I'll have meeting. coffee with you in the morning and then we'll talk about like what you can how, where you fit in on this shit. i don't understand what coffee is and All he right, brings Cass fine. with him too but at least Cass had a good idea mm-hmm. you know, she was like oh i was thinking we should grow our own food because they're talking about the power levels and all that shit and mm-hmm. then Cass is like we should grow our own food since the replicators are working and it's cool because it happens a couple times in this episode and i really enjoyed it was you can see janway getting excited about super nerdy shit that's happening on the oh. show and that made me really excited because you don't get that level of emotion from Picard, nor um, unless it's archaeology. Yes, unless it's archaeology and or eroticism baseball. and or baseball. But like the fact that it's actual just nerd shit, she's like, that sounds awesome. And so Cass gets stuck doing the the they're gonna do some hydroponic weed shit. That was mm-hmm. the most realistic part of the episode, though. A bedro. This, this is why you never 
speak up at a staff <laughs> meeting with a fucking idea. Yep. Well, we could do this. That's a good idea. You get right on it. Get on it. Mm-hmm. Your project. I think that was part of Janeway's plan was to say like, oh, great idea. You guys can stay busy doing something else that's not around me. Throw some fucking carrots. <laughs> yeah. Which is a good idea though. That's good. That's good because she gives people on the show and on the ship jobs and they keep them out of her fucking bouffant hairdo. So it's mm-hmm. wonderful for everybody, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was re- and, I, and I was genuinely excited because it happens a couple times in the episode because she gets so amped about nerd shit yeah. that it's awesome. But then we also see in this episode, did you see Neelix, the gaslight? It's already kind of starting with like when Tom mm-hmm. Paris being a gentleman's like, oh, please have my seat and gets up. Yeah, he like, lets her sit and there was a little bit of a flare. Yeah, like Neelix kind of his like little dumb fur hair stood up. And why does he have sideburns? I don't get that at all. Like it's just such an odd look. But then all of a sudden the ship rocks forward and everybody runs out of the ready room and into the uh and into the actual bridge area and they're being pulled into they see they see a ship in this fucking hailing frequency and they try to get in and then all of a sudden they're being pulled into this this event and then Neelix man mansplains an event horizon to Kess, which I thought was real fun. Well, no, that was because when I was doing my research on why we hate Neelix so much, and there's so many essays about this. <laughs> the entire um, studies have been done. Oh, yeah. He's and, the, least, um, the least enjoyable Star Trek character in any show. Any show. <clears throat> any um, show. The uh, thing was... His only near rival is season one Wesley, I think. Well, see, I think a lot of fans who haven't taken the time to rewatch season two in context hate Pulaski still. I mean, I was definitely anti-Pulaski until we watched yeah, it for this. Yeah. And now I'm just like, okay, she's she's pretty cool. She's but no, there was, there's a lot of uh, unwarranted hatred for uh, Pulaski. Yeah, but but Neelix, though, no, one of the things that came up with him is that he's the cabbage head. So, I mean... He's the cabbage head? Whenever you write, and I think I've explained this to Jenny before. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I'm sorry you, Jenny. Whenever, You've done it on this show, too. When it, okay, so whenever you write sci-fi, like Event Horizon, I've blocked it out. <laughs> whenever you write sci-fi, in universe, they're supposed to understand this shit. When I tell you about my laptop, I don't explain to you what a fucking laptop is. You know what a laptop is, but somebody from 1850 would be like, "What the fuck's a laptop?" Yeah, right. So you have a cabbage head, somebody who's nothing. Troy was the cabbage head on TNG in most cases. Right. Because she didn't do the same training as everybody. So she's like, what was that? Because we don't know what it is. They explain it to her and by proxy explain it to us. So now Neelix is the cabbage head. Right. Wouldn't Cass be the cabbage head? Cass in this. Yeah. But for the series, he's going to be the cabbage head because he doesn't because in both of them can be at this point because neither of them know Starfleet protocol, Starfleet technology. Things like, like that. Arthur Dent. Arthur Dent's the cabbage head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is right. the one that explains everything. To all right. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just a way to put exposition into the story in a somewhat realistic way. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I mean, um, I will say that uh, it was annoying that he was mansplaining to her, which sucks. <clears throat> and then we find it out. Great what... if he was just like telling lies, like just bullshit, and <laughs> somebody called him out on it. They're like, "That's not what that is." <laughs> That's not what. No, it's it's when a mama bear and a baby bear eat all the porridge, it makes an event horizon. You know that ring around the bowl. 
that's that and that's even it. to horizon <laughs> it's when i put it in that's the event horizon don't worry about it baby <laughs> like stand to you later then they try to figure out what's going on and then Cass goes down to the the medical room to to get some soil for her thing and she meets the doctor and i thought this was a cool scene Mm-hmm. Like, again, you do get that, like, oh, no, this is what we're going to be doing here. But I thought it showed Kess in, like, a really kind of positive and caring light. Like, I, I, I actually enjoyed my interaction with her in this scene, which I thought was cool. As shitty as Neelix the- is, she's actually a pretty good character. Like, yeah. Like, you'd be like, okay, I hope she hangs around for a while. Yeah. But I felt like this was the first time we actually get to see, like, real personality from her rather than just, like, being the, you know, in the first episode, like, she was scared and... Neelix yeah. had to rescue her and being explained to by Neelix or whatever. And like well, she got out on her own for five minutes. This is what Neelix is going to have to fight against the whole time that she's on the ship is yeah. when she gets out of his sight, then she starts to discover how the world works and express herself. He's like, no, no, no you can't do that. How just how like other people and she gets to conversate with people. And, if like, I let you be friends with other people, you're going to figure out how much of a dickweed I am <laughs> and not want to be with me. So stay in the quarters unless I take you somewhere. Hey, right. that's why I'm divorced. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I'm sad and depressed. I'm sorry. Hi, listeners. <laughs> At least you're not phoning it in, though. Um, but, <laughs> or a wet so, blanket. Yeah, right. But again, I liked the I liked her interaction here, but there were some red flags for me because we're treading on data territory where it's like, you don't have a name. I'm just a hologram. Why would I need a name? And I don't have feelings like why i mean i guess i have feelings because i'm a doctor and i would need sympathy to to react with my patients or whatever but i was like oh fuck here we go here it's all we programmed go. in here we go we're gonna get some data shit about him being sentient and all that stuff and motherfucker like how nice was it to have an entire series seven seasons 178 episodes where we didn't have to question anyone's sentience you know what I'm saying? it was just like but we still got odo like yeah but at least odo was like he was he was tolerable he was grumpy and not every episode was about odo being a thing like it was associated Mm -hmm. that he was a living thing it was just what is he yeah you know as opposed to like we we, don't know he's just a bunch of lights he's just a robot it's oh man i was like (laughs) fuck man this is gonna not do well so mm. I think it only gets worse too as the series goes along, not just with him, but other hologram people, right? Yeah, there's like a whole ship of them at one point. Yeah. We've never dealt with the sentience of, well, you know, we did. This, I mean, kind of came up in the big goodbye. Oh, when, with Nick? When, you know, when no, with the Picard, Dixon Cyrus Hill Red and, Block. Yeah. yeah. And then some of the guys were like, well, what happens when you turn, turn this off? where do we go yeah yeah and then again with moriarty it kind of came up but so this has kind of been touched on but it's one of those uncomfortable questions and when uncomfortable ethics came up on tng they either had a bunch of speechifying about it and picard did some dramatic civil rights shit but if it got too uncomfortable it was like white liberals in the 50s and we just don't talk about it <laughs> it's just like no 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 we you know we're all about equality and everyone's all sentient beings are great but let yeah, it's uncomfortable it's one thing that i don't think star trek has really had a good track record of is uh artificial intelligence and like 
establishing it in a show and like coming to terms with its sentience and stuff like that because like when you talk about like all the hologram stuff or data or all that kind of stuff like at some point it just becomes like oh come on like this is enough <laughs> like you're hammering me over the head of, they're just like us they're people too blah 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 but like with discovery they have like the sphere data and it has its own sentience and its own kind of way of viewing the universe and it's i think it's mm -hmm. a little bit better than mm -hmm. what we've seen in star trek i thought the point. moriarty storyline was really good yeah and especially for the time that it came out um it definitely did get to the point where it was like okay i get it but for the most part with moriarty they were just indulging him because he had power like he could he could cause damage to them so they were just like well we better just tell him something like i don't think they ever really believed that he was actually sentient you know what i mean mm -hmm. right like he was just a, a, a program that got out of control and so they were just trying to well we'll put you in this shoebox and then you well, know, once we figure you. out a way to get you out of the shoebox then we'll we'll right let you know that's true yeah they basically were just like tricking him into like shutting it down at the end yeah. so like, there's a good chance that there's a good chance that shoebox stayed on the enterprise after it crashed on Viridian three. And they yeah. were just like, all right, whatever. I got my, I got my, Anybody family know what this is? <laughs> I don't know. It's some data shit. Just, just leave it. If he wants it, he'll get it. But, um, but yeah, so that was a little bit of red flags for me at that point, but it's still, it's still decent. And then we kind of go through the rigmarole of they're trying to figure out where they're going because they damaged the ship because I guess Chakotay asks Torres for something. And then um, Jan Janway goes over his head, which makes sense because she's the captain and asks uh, fake O'Brien what he wants to do. So she goes with the fake O'Brien stuff and it ends up damaging the ship and they have a cool conversation. I thought that was a cool, a cool moment between the two of them where she's like, fuck you motherfucker. I'm the boss. Yeah. Let me, let, let's have, let's have a chat. Let's have yeah. a chat, private chat. And like even Odo, I mean, Odo, Jesus. Uh, what's, <laughs> don't you, Neelix. put some respect on Odo's name, son. Put some respect yeah. on it. So How even Neelix. Compare Neelix and Odo. God damn it. I knew that was going <laughs> to go bad. No, but even Neelix. I don't care if you call me Bill in the pre-show, <laughs> but you put some respect on Odo's name. Yeah, people, Jenny, people Jenny gotta... you missed it. He called me Bill and Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I was like, what I do? dude, I'm on a new medication. You're lucky I'm upright. But no, it was just, um, no, so it was just one of those things, even he picked up on that, like, that was going on. So it was just like, he did, did the eye thing. Or did he, like, and he, and he was just trying to impress Kess that he knew what was going on. I know what's going on. I'm He's like, I'm important. I know what's happening. Yeah, I mean, I know you didn't pick up on it, but I, I can definitely feel the tension <laughs> I, there. You know, I've been in high stakes been in, games before. Yes, many high, you know, high command situations like this. So your I, stupid lady brain is just good at sucking me off. Yeah. So get to it. How old are you, by the way? How many more years you got? All right. Well, I mean, I guess if you multiply that like dog years, you're fine. So <laughs> this dick ain't sucking itself. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mr. Neelix. Yeah, that's right. Pedophile. Call me Mister. That's right. I like that. <laughs> I'm just, a real douchebag. I, I I'm out on Neelix just in so many levels. I've got sideburns for some reason. I don't have any hair here or here on my head, but it's grown in on my cheeks for some reason. Yeah, he's got the uh, what's the guy from uh, Street Fighter? Um, <laughs> Zangief. He's got the Zangief haircut. He's got a mohawk and sideburns. It's a yeah. weird look. <laughs> 
Like why? <clears throat> but yeah. you're purple. But um, but so they get into it a little bit, and I thought that was kind of fun because O'Brien uh, called him O'Brien. O'Brien. Um, um, Chakotay is standing up for his people and his Maquis people, and she's like, "Well, they're not Maquis people. This is they're my people, and this is our my ship." And blah blah blah. I was like, All right, cool. I'm down, down with this. Yeah, she's yeah. like, "Well, you know." Lieutenant Carey has seniority, blah blah blah, and he's like, "Well, none of my people have are going to ever have seniority. We're always going to be second class citizens. On we're always going to get the bad shift. We're always going to have to work on the fucking holidays. Yeah. We're never going to get you know priority on time off. This is bullshit. It's like she forgot that they're terrorists. You know, like you <laughs> might, might want to not have them go back to old habits. No, no, keep, no. Keep they're pushing. freedom fighters now. Okay. Keep keep pushing." Did they win to so their freedom fighters? If they won, no, they well, lost. So they're terrorists. They don't know good that, terms. Though. So yeah, they left true. before the whole thing was over. Yeah, but they team. had to kind of know that it wasn't going to go well for them. You know, like oh, there, there's an episode that addresses that when they get the news. Oh, how did they get the news? Seventy-five million years extra, extra. <laughs> I was going to say there's a paper boy just out. <laughs> they, they go by uh, pl- you know the planet New York Times <laughs> four. And there's a you know a newsie out there. It's like, get your paper, Mister Dominion unleashes Jim Hada on the Maquis. It's it's a great. It's I- a pleasant. It's a great idea for a role playing game. That's all I kept thinking while I'm watching this. Like, what a great idea! Just these, you got these crew of people, and you throw them out in the middle of nowhere and just let them figure it out. What's their mission to get home? Cool, that's awesome. Yeah, but yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's well, lost in space for Star Trek. Yeah, it's really fun. Um, and then they got, they're trying to figure out what's going on. How come they're there? They, I guess they leave because the ship gets damaged and they go like 11 million miles away. But then they find out that there's another anomaly in front of them, another event horizon, but no, it's the same one. So they're stuck oh, in this, shit. they're stuck in this loop. Uh-oh. It did take them too long to figure out that they were stuck in there for my liking. Well, like I've seen enough Star know. Trek. I've seen enough Star Trek episodes to know, like you guys are stuck. Did they not get the notes from, you know, TNG? <laughs> Well, no, they don't know that this this series is going to be more time travel heavy than all the other series. Yikes! That's Isn't kind of something the, similar to this happened in TNG. Yeah, and the keep ending up back at, at the same point. One of the earliest episodes, I think, wasn't there the one where Picard steals the shuttle, but then shows up three hours older than he actually is, or something? And well, they go to, back to the they go back to where they came from, and the ship on. just keeps blowing up over and but over. I, and over I again. think there was one where they, uh, um, like found themselves in a loop or something like that. Oh, the causality loop. No, not, the, no, it was like a loop. In, There's a so many loop. we don't know which one oh. it is. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> you should have really, read the logs. Basically, that's a really good point, Jenny. <laughs> they, if they'd watched TNG, they would have been prepped. Mm-hmm. You know, but the, here's the thing in world, though, in universe, there's shit going on on ships. I mean, when I was in the Navy, I didn't know every fucking thing that was going on. I know, Ben, we're just being we're just being. So, you know, I'm just saying jerks. that's I'm just, all I wasn't getting to defend- Yeah, but you, you hear what the Roosevelt carrier group was doing, you know, you hear well, what yeah, the enterprise it, is up to. I didn't sure. know they're classified shit. Well, I did, but I didn't know like the in detail. Sh- I mean, you know, it was just like you try to sell it to the Russians, Ben. <gasps> yeah, fuck the Russians. Yeah, I take that shit very serious. Fuck those motherfuckers. Right, calm down. My grandmother taught me from a very early age: if you're hanging off a cliff, 
and you're going to fall to your death. And there's a Russian and the devil himself, and they both offer you a hand. You take the devil's hand. What if it's a devil? At least you know what who if, you stand. What with if him. it's a Russian or a Klingon? You take the Klingon's hand. All right. Let's make it wow. Focus. That's saying something. You don't trust the Russians. What if it's Worf, a Russian Klingon? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> you one, let go. It's one guy. <laughs> it's just Worf. You let go. Hello, comrade. My father. Oh, no, no. Uh, that, that, see, that cancels out because he was raised by Russian Jews. So he's that, okay is because. That, he found is that the actually loophole. confirmed? Are they Jews? Theodore Bickle? Yeah, but his brother's Paul Sorvino, who's Italian. So. Yeah. yeah, and in Hollywood, the Italians and the Jews, they switch those guys out all the time to play Indians. So we're obviously. Native Americans, bro. <clears throat> I don't want people getting confused like it's Bollywood. Not Bollywood, but Native no, Americans. No, they do that too. <laughs> I was going to say, Hollywood is so racist. It's like, we need some vaguely oh. ethnic, ethnic, yeah. ethnic looking guys. Ethnic. So, I'm just, yeah. I'm, yeah, he went back to Alabama. A billion Indian people on the planet. Like, why can't you cast one of them? The, like, no, okay, so you guys haven't been guy. watching Discovery, but that's one really good thing is there are actually people of of Asian subcontinent descent on this series. And it's just like, okay, thanks. You actually, you know, cast people who are the majority racial features of this planet on it your future show. It does seem to be show. like really like representative of a lot of different mm -hmm. groups and types That's of people. Shit. <laughs> Hell no, that, speak. That, wow. that social justice. You know, y'all making Star Trek political. Right. It never was about no no civil rights in my Star Trek. <laughs> it was about white people being in space and awesome. It's space America. They even had an episode where they went to Space America with the Constitution and a flag and everything. Hell yeah, man. They're fighting commies. Stars and bars. But anyway, um, so they kind of they kind of figure out what's happening and Torres, like, she asks the engineers to come up with ideas and Torres says that fake O'Brien's idea is stupid and this is what they should do um, to kind of figure out how to break it because I guess there's trying to figure out the the hail because the ship was hailing them stuck in the thing and then it's mm -hmm. the fucking Voyager and it's really odd the way Tom Paris calls it it's the Voyager like what like he says Voyager in this episode like four times and each time he says it I find it more and more odd that's yet another thing that pisses me off just from the naval side of it why is that because in the navy it's not the enterprise well, he was in jail. Hey, where are you going? Oh, I'm going to the Enterprise. No, you're that's, not. You're going. That's to why Enterprise. they put him on the prison island because yeah. he kept calling things the. the, the you never say the when you're. But talking why couldn't you just say? Did you did you find that on the Googles? <laughs> no, I found that the in the Facebook. I found it in the Navy. But why didn't he just say that's our ship? Like that's us. Like you could have said shit. that's the Voyager. It's like well, who's what? <laughs> like just yeah. to make sure the also the the it, hit, it hits home at the audience. So the What's audience a, we're knows. only two episodes in. Oh but yeah, that's still, the name of the episode. That's the name of the, of the, the fucking sh show. Yeah, that's why they did it. <laughs> so you know what show you're watching? Yeah, it's the Voyager. Ship. This ain't DS9. This yeah. is the Voyager. It's the Voyager. <laughs> Wait, so, that, so was that on that other show we watched? Was that the USS Next Generation? Yes, that was the USS Next Generation. Is that the, <laughs> is that the no, only Star the Trek Next series? Generation. Lower Decks and Next Generation are the only ones that are not named after the ship that they're on. 
great. Yeah, because Net Enterprise is, you know, a thing. Even though the, <laughs> the pilot for Enterprise is really good, though. Mm-hmm. The pilot's great. That, yeah, I think that's my favorite. Well, I don't know. Discovery's pretty good. Too. When you guys started calling him Space George Bush, that shit's spot on, baby. And then he actually played young George Bush in a movie. Yeah. I died. Did he, really? he did. <laughs> He's fucking Space George Bush, man. I'm smoke him out of their holes. There, I there, there's I can't a, wait. He's he's in a he's in a uh, brief cameo scene where he this guy gets arrested and this other guy was brought in for drunken disorderly and he's uh, he's in the Texas Air National Guard. He's pilot too, and you're like oh, okay, and it's just like all right, uh, George, come on. And, and he is gets this to the the movie with Josh Brolin. It, no, no, no. This is the oh. uh, I want to say it's a Tom Cruise movie. Or, something but he this is a scene where they're both they're just getting bailed out of jail or something and it, it's set during that back in the daytime and they needed to establish time frame or whatever before he's born again yeah yeah back when he is uh, in the in the tang and I like uh, um but yeah and he gets to bang to paul which is good work if you can get it so but anywho we're on the episode and like they're stuck in this fucking time loop and they're trying to figure out a way to get out. They're stuck in this anomaly and it's not working. And Torres comes up with the, with the great plan and the great idea to get out and it works. Well, we have, there's like the, Oh, the hole we came in is, is too small to get out now. Yeah. We've all been yeah. There. And so they, they use a shuttlecraft and Torres and Janeway go on the shuttlecraft and, 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 and do some sounding to the... They, they buy a couple hole. drinks and it opens right up. Put some That's the horizon. Singularity. <laughs> the Voyager needs to come out, baby. But now we got to get back to the Voyager and there's two of them. Yeah, and there's How two of them. How do we pick them. which one? And so she said, okay, well, I'm going to cut both of them in half yeah. And then Captain Janeway was like, no, if you do that, just take them both. Don't kill my starship. And that's how they knew which one was the real ship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Seems legit. Yeah. It's almost well, like you watched the episode. Well, she um she has a good vibe with it because she's like, well, this is uh, takes place later in time because we have the you know 20 minutes earlier we were going it's like it's uh yeah. it's a it's like a late reflection or whatever this one's showing its asshole to us to yeah. let us go inside yeah so. <laughs> it's, it's, oh, it's spreading its space it's butt cheeks for us presenting yes mm-hmm. so then it works See out how nice and red it is there is one part of the episode that we didn't talk about where I, I was right with tom paris where he was like wait a minute hang on so we got called into this thing before we got called into it and saw us in there before it happened. And she was like, well, let me tell you, dummy. <laughs> and I was like, yes. You just don't understand how temporal mechanics works. Yeah. I was like, dude, I don't understand how temporal mechanics work. So please explain this to me slowly. I wish Neelix had said that because that yeah. would have been perfect for him to gaslight more people. Because <laughs> even I was with Paris on that one. I was like, wait a minute, this doesn't really make a lot of sense. How does How do they get hailed by the thing before they get... Bob, thing. sometimes the effect comes before the cause. She's like, hey, look. Wibbly, wobbly, tiny, this, is, this is just how we wrote it. So just some people think that time is a straight line. But time. But it's more like a ball of string. Yeah. So suck. all the pieces touching each other in a big timey, wimey. You know, that uh, uh, Blink was on a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And my son sat down next to me and started watching it. And I was like, that you're gonna get scared. It's scary. 
You're going to get scared. And sure enough, he got scared. Blink. Doctor Who, the Blink episode with the the uh, weeping. Then you made him watch Event Horizon. (laughs) (laughs) It's next week. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) My oldest son still, when he watches that episode, as soon as he realizes which episode it is, he goes to the door and he'll watch it from the doorway. And as soon as the scary parts come on, he just steps out of the room. And he's like 30. It's like, all right, geez, deal with it, boy. I mean, I can see that. I just changed the channel. Like the first time I watched The Shining, I know what's going to happen because the music. And I'll just change the channel and then I'll count to like 10 and then I'll turn it back. And then the scary part's over. But what is it with the pig mask? I don't understand. Well, the pig mask. Yeah, yeah. And the carpet, that means he faked the moon landing. I just, God damn it. Like with the old the old lady and the I change the channel like something bad's gonna happen I'm gonna change the channel I can't. He's an old lady in the bathtub. I don't remember I change the, the shining. I saw it when I was a kid and I don't remember it being as scary as it just was creepy. You know? Did you see the TV? Because that was my mistake. Yeah, I, I saw the TV movie. version and yeah. fucked up. Like it's just a fucked up movie. And then you can read essays written about it and how they talk about how the kid in The Shining, Jack Nicholson's character, molests him and all this other shit. There's like a whole subculture yeah. of just examining this film. That. I mean, some of the stuff that I read was pretty interesting because, like, the kids all fucked up when the doctor comes to visit them, and like all that. And he's, and then the whole scene with the the teddy bear giving head to the old man, like that's supposed to mm-hmm. symbolize Jack Nicholson's relationship with the kid. And so, yeah, there's a lot of like, Weird. yeah, like if you go back and read a lot of it, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, I, didn't I knew that. that, like, in like in real life, Stanley Kubrick. Um, just basically verbally abuse the shit out of uh what's her yeah, name? Yeah. Shelly Duvall. Duvall. And that that kind of probably disturbed me more than the actual movie did. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm gonna just abuse you until you He made her cry so much down. that she was literally dehydrated. Yeah. You got a good performance out of her. <laughs> but I mean is it worth Oh well then it made it all worth it. Yeah. I mean it's the seventies. <laughs> Different, it's a time. different time. Different time. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> but yeah, so they figure out they get out of the, the hole and then do, 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 we forgot the subplot of the doctor getting smaller, which was actually pretty funny. So so Kess, you know, she's like this shows that she's such a good person. Yeah. That she actually pays attention to who she's talking to. Because when she first meets the doctor to get her nitrogenized soil or whatever, right? She's like, Wait, did you change your program since I was here? You're shorter now. Yeah, you used to be taller than that bookshelf. Now you're not. Did that you would be great s- if she was like a Rain Man type person, you know, like where she just notices all these Autistic. nuances. I that he, that's he, the word you're looking for. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's he's he was he was 47 inches shorter and yeah. than 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 he should be. Innocent, a Rain Man type person. <laughs> is is that the medical term now? The psychological. She's on the spectrum. Well, okay. So it's a little bit better than that's a little bit better than a rain man. Yeah, rain man people. Well, it's a hey, that's a cultural touch point we all understand immediately. I guess autism is too. I'm not (laughs) sure that um, people listen to Dork Trek for the most politically correct way to say things either. No, but I just enjoyed the a rain man type person. Yeah. Like yeah. you go to the doctor, you bring your kid to the doctor, your uh, your your child is a rain man type person. <laughs> it's like, well, you know, I I'm, let me I, I need to explain this to you in ways that you'll understand. So Shoot let me start with me, Doc. Is he a rain man type person or have, not? Have you ever seen the the classic Tom Cruise Dustin Hoffman feature 
Rain Man. No. Okay. Well, then, have you seen Top Gun? Because your son is goosed. That's what happened. He's, he's dead. <laughs> okay, so like, have you, have you seen Rain Man? And you're like, oh shit, is my son on the yeah. spectrum? It's no. like, no, no, he has a gambling problem. <laughs> well, you haven't oh, okay. seen Rain Man. Okay, he, you haven't seen. Top he Gun? really wants to watch Wapner. Have yeah. you seen? Have you seen Vanilla Sky? Your son is deformed. <laughs> he was in a terrible accident. His face is gone. Oh my god. <laughs> no longer has what I would call a human face. <laughs> You haven't seen that one? Okay, what about... Have you seen Days of Thunder? Your son was in a terrible car accident where he lost his confidence to drive his car properly. He's eight. Yeah, okay, so you haven't seen Days of Thunder either. <laughs> what Tom Cruise movie are you familiar with, sir? That's way, the proper way to diagnose you seen your Ghost Protocol. <laughs> Have you seen Mission Impossible 3? Your, your son is an international spy for the CIA, and he's been uh, blacklisted. Or uh, what's and, it called? Uh, Tropic Thunder. It's been set up for stealing the <laughs> knock list. Yeah, exactly. Your son is a, a foul mouth TV or movie producer that loves the song Apple Bottom Jeans. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen Far and Away? Your son is an Irish immigrant boxer guy <laughs> who wants to participate in the land. Have you seen Cocktail? <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen your, your son business? is your son is the greatest bartender in the world. <laughs> Have you seen but his friend business died. because uh, <laughs> you're going to get some unexpected charges on your credit card because he ordered a whore. I think that's all the Tom Cruise catalog, right? Like we pretty your, much your son's a Magnolia, but I've never seen Magnolia. I've never so seen Magnolia either. So I think he's like a motivational speaker in Magnolia, but I haven't seen it. Yeah, what's Magnolia? It's supposed to be good. It's nice. really good. Yeah, it's not like Steel Magnolias, right? I haven't seen no. it since I don't know since it came out like twenty years ago or something like that. So, but it's good. It's on Netflix. Have you seen The Edge of Tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> Your son is living. Your son in keeps a perpetual... reliving it the same day every time he dies. What, was Watch. he in Minority? <laughs> was he in Minority, minority Report? Report? Yeah, Minority yeah. Report's really good. Yeah, Tom Cruise has some really good movies under. Yeah, control. yeah. It's just it's hard to watch a Tom Cruise movie because like, oh, Tom Cruise is doing this. Tom Cruise is doing that. Tom, it's like, just, have you seen films. a few good men? <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, your son can't handle the truth. Yes. <laughs> That's Jack Nicholson who can't oh. handle the truth. No, no, Lieutenant Caffey can't handle the truth. Jack Nicholson yeah. is telling him he can't handle That's it. right. You're right. You're right. I want to hear yeah, right. so right. My fault, seen... Jenny. My fault, Jenny. Oh, my I God. Mean, I didn't mean to Neelix you, bro. I apologize. <laughs> Have you seen the episode Parallax? <laughs> your co host is Neelixing you. No, we're not songs. done. There's more Tom Cruise movies out there. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there is. Um, but yeah, I think we hit all the major ones. <laughs> Your son is doing his own stunts. Okay, so um, <laughs> he broke yeah. his foot. <laughs> Your son's he, a Scientologist. He yelled at a bunch of people for not wearing masks on a movie set, which good for him. I thought that was awesome. I, you know, he, people were going both ways on that, and I usually don't like when actors have meltdowns because that whole Christian Bale thing was. Yeah, but he was right ugly. too. <laughs> you're in my eye line well see the thing i think though tom cruise was more justified because it's like hey we're trying to prop up a whole fucking industry on our back if we fail thousands of people lose their job we're gonna make a bunch of money in china with this movie so get your shit together motherfucker there you know he feels the pressure though because he knows he's a box office draw and he feels the pressure of the fact that his films will will keep people working if his films are successful, other people are going to put, you know, 
low wage people in jeopardy to make their seats, movies. Baby. People love Tom Cruise. But, but people just love to hate on him because he's a Scientologist. Yeah, and, and I think just get over it. Do you think he calls Jamie Foxx and be like, "How's my dick taste?" and then like hangs up the phone? Jesus. Hey, Jamie. Jamie Foxx, what's up? How's my dick taste? They did that that movie together uh, where Tom Cruise was a hitman. Remember that one? Yeah, he was a taxi Mm -hmm. driver, Jamie Foxx, right? I I heard that's really good. I've always wanted to see that, but I haven't gotten around to it. I watched like five or ten minutes of it, and then I it was one of those things where it wasn't that I didn't want to watch it. I just had to to leave, and I'm like, shit, I should have started watching it. It's Michael Mann. Michael Mann's great. I don't really like Jamie Foxx. He looks weird without sunglasses on. That's my whole thing with him. I, you know, I, I don't know if I can watch any more of his movies because I watched Django Unchained and I got really uncomfortable with some of the language he I've used. I've never seen that movie, but I've heard it's great. I want to watch movie. it. But you should like, watch it. It's 17 but, hours long and they say the N-word 600 times. And yeah. I don't know when my kids are going to be around to walk in. So I'll probably have to watch that with headphones on. That, that's a headphone movie. I would say mm-hmm. just watch the DiCaprio parts, but they say the N-word a lot when yeah. he's on mm-hmm. screen. <laughs> I mean, and I just want to see the movie for all the memes. Yeah. <laughs> That's all. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of those movies. I finally watched it like a month ago and I was like, oh, there's that meme. And there's that meme. <laughs> like, I'm just waiting for the scenes to pop up. Yeah. And you That's get to it. see Jamie Foxx naked. So, you know. Like frontal? Yeah. With his black bomba? An Israeli peanut-based snack. With his Jango Jango? <laughs> yeah, I want to see Jango, but again, it's just one of those things that like I have to watch with headphones. And it was really cool because they actually had the original Jango from the old Spaghetti yeah, Westerns the, oh, yeah, yeah, make yeah, a cameo. Yeah. So I always like when they do that. I mean, I want to watch the other Tarantino movie, the one that DiCaprio did with uh, with Brad Pitt. That looks cool, too. Yeah. I wanted to see that at theaters, and for some reason I didn't. And then... How much do you was, regret that It's now? okay. So much. Yeah. Like every movie. Well, see, I regret the movies I didn't see in theaters that for stupid reasons I didn't see. But now even more so. Like it doubles down. The last movie I saw in the and I don't regret. Some people are going to say you should regret it because of the movie it was. But the last movie I saw in theaters was based on one of my favorite books from when I was a kid. And it's that Harrison Formfield. Yeah, we talked uh, about this like a hundred times. Yeah. So it's just, you know, for, for Call of the Wild to be your last movie, <laughs> it's, it's just like... <laughs> And you were mad because they CG'd the dog. No. Or the wolf. A right? lot of people, people are pissed off about that, but I'm fine. Okay. I, I, I didn't have any. I was pro CG dog. They should have CG'd Harrison Ford's old ass to make him look relatively younger. <sighs> no. I mean, he's he was a thousand fine. years old. Fine. So, but Read yeah. Every, and then everything works out okay. Jack the London was in the, in the TNG episode. Well, that, was that confirmed? Or was it a character named Jack who met Mark Twain and wanted London. to move? It's Jack London, bro. Come it on. It wasn't Jack London. It is. It was not. Okay, so Jack um, Paris. <clears throat> Jack <laughs> Jack Albuquerque. So yeah, so they get out of the the event horizon. They they break free. They punch it through. Sometimes you just gotta punch your punch way it. out. Made it. Fist that it. hole. That's right. <laughs> they made, made it, it out. Yeah. And I thought they only had two meters, which I did the math for is like six feet. They had six feet on both sides, but they managed to punch their way out. And no structural damage or anything to the ship. So that's cool. I mean, you think something would have happened to it, but no, they good. We had six feet all the way around. The shovel ship is fine. Everybody's great. 
And um, and yeah, I'm and then so glad that caught. And then Torres becomes the chief engineer after she fucked the interview. But like the thing she was saying to Janeway got Janeway really fired up about her because they're both nerds and they really hit it off. I heard fake O'Brien totally tried to sexually harass um, Janeway in the interview. She creeped on her. Wow. I heard that. Hey, I'd explain it to you, but your tiny woman brain wouldn't understand the engineering principles I'm talking about. Hey, you want me to tell you about the warp drive? How about you fucking take off your blouse? And I'll tell you about my cock. <laughs> That's not even clever. You couldn't even my dilithium up, crystal. You couldn't even come up with a better way to say that, at least related to the surroundings, you dumb fuck. He's like, oh, I'm just gonna get down to it. I'm gonna put it in. <laughs> come over here, I'll warp your core. In your mouth. <laughs> I'm going to lick your warp core. That's the best you got, you fucking idiot. You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> Not fired can, for any other I reason, can, just because he you know, made a bad joke. Like, you can expect those bad lines maybe 30 years into your 75-year mission, but, you know, <laughs> not the first week. Yeah, come on. Yeah. How I soon, did the math. There's still okay. a chance we might get back faster. Do the math. T- tell us how long it's been. The first episode started on... That's Caretaker. Caretaker. The first start date given... <laughs> was um translates to february 15th and the first uh start date of this episode translates to april 6th okay so it's been a couple it's been two months 50, 50 days okay but i need That's to double check time without figuring out your but key they're, personnel they're basically on quarantine time here <laughs> Wait, like so but, that feels like like six months <laughs> well, yeah but then also i think that start date was the like the beginning beginning wasn't it it wasn't like so yeah, the caretaker, caretaker yeah. was the beginning of like you know that starts with chakotay and then it moves into paris and the penal colony yeah, so it takes a while so you know that that's 50 days to get from the beginning all the way to uh where they are so. now but yeah. you know at some point you got to have like status reports being given on progress for repairs and stuff like like who is doing all that for fake o'brien yeah, so why wouldn't like he's got to feel like shit? He's like, why well, hasn't she given me the job yet? I've been leading this department. Because I don't think she sold on him because he's making really bad sexual advances for her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, look, let me pound your dilithium crystals. Like, that's not what you do with dilithium crystals, you fucking idiot. They go, oh, okay, I'm sorry. He sends a dick pic with every report. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, uh, you want to suck on my nacelle? Like, God damn it, you're a moron. And he CCs Chakotay every time. <laughs> yeah. Just in case. It's um but do you think people on the show are fucking already? It's been 50 days. Yeah. You no. think they're you don't think they're fucking Jenny says yes, Ben yeah. says no. Dennis, what do you say? Are people fucking already on Voyager? Yeah. I mean, I think it's like, yeah. Well, this I've is got a ship. bunch of fanfic if you want to read it here. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is this isn't like the Enterprise. This isn't a ship with families and stuff. This is a ship where everybody knows that they're they're single for however long they're going to be on this ship, right? Uh-huh. So even I, the married people are hey single. Man. You're in a different <laughs> quadrant. It don't count, baby. Exactly. <laughs> like, people are definitely going to get it on. No, okay, but I'm so, saying, are they getting it on already? Like, by this yes. point? Okay, all right. Yes. All right. I don't think it's like they were everybody's... In the farm, they are like, hey, it's a nice They're not having orgies. <laughs> they're not having they're orgies. Just... You know, no, I, I think the, the somebody's the, hooked up at this point. All right. Yeah. Okay. That's the, that's normal on any ship. 
because it's like, you know, underway. Oh, hey, how you do? You know, there's got to be somebody. Who, <laughs> you know, there's already got to be somebody who's who's played the lines like, well, you know, it's going to be 75 years. And, uh, yeah. you know, you might not get back home. And then they start nagging. It's like, it's going to be 75 years. And somebody like you, that could be a long time to be alone. But, you know, Jesus. I'd be, I don't know, this nagging thing. I've been practicing. I got to do something. Why? But, I, I, I try to master all elements of everything that I've ever come across. It's good. Having terrible relationships. Yeah, I mean, hey, why not? <laughs> you know, you, you gotta, you know, w- when you wake up next to somebody and you hear a horn blow in the parking lot and you're like, oh, is that your Uber? Yeah, that can come across the wrong way. What if you, you hear, hear an air horn that because you're in like a like a trailer, a truck trailer lot, and like mm-hmm. he's like, man, I gotta go deliver these, <laughs> you know, rest stops. Yeah. So you know, I don't do trailer lots. Fuck that. You're not a lot lizard. Fuck that. Fuck yeah. that. Is I mean, that is that I, how little you think of me? <laughs> hey, I gotta go. Uh, I gotta go deliver this uh, petrol. I'll see you. Walmart's on my ass. I gotta get it. Next time I come through this way, I'll be sure to look you up. Steve Newworth. (laughs) Bill. Whatever your fucking name is. That was one of the best things I ever learned from from Mad Men was, you know, if if you remember their names, they think you care. Oh. I remember your name, Ben. And now I feel bad. All right, so let's let's rate the episode, Jenny. Um, oh man, what'd you think? I don't know. Like this is this is a weird one for me. Uh, so like to be honest, like I dozed off like halfway through, <laughs> and I woke up, <laughs> and I was like, man, I I fell asleep for like half of the fucking episode, and so I rewound it, and I only missed like five minutes, but it like they put so much plot into that five minutes, like there was a lot of lead up to get to. How to solve this problem of the event horizon? And it took like, them. It took them forever to figure out what yes. was going on. Yeah, like, but once they knew, they're like, oh, "Okay." It it happened like really really fast. Like I basically slept through the entire part of them on the shuttlecraft, and it was only like five minutes. So it like, felt like so much longer. <laughs> that was all the excitement of the episode. Exactly. <laughs> so like, I just felt like it was kind of. I mean, I did like I did go back and watch it, but like it was just weird that they had all of that build up and then crammed in like pretty much all the excitement into like that little tiny window. Yeah. So like, it, it was okay. It was okay. Um, I'll give it a six and a half. Wow. Okay. I thought you were going to say lower than that with the, with the, the way you were going with that. Okay. Six and a half. All right. Um, Dennis, what did you think, buddy? Uh, I thought that um, it was like a pretty good, pretty decent tng episode in like you know to put it into context of how we see these shows like the the overall problem like the a story was just okay mm-hmm. you know like we've seen it before this kind of thing but i thought the um like the scenes with uh torres and janeway like when she actually interviews her and like says well you know i looked up your starfleet records and all this other kind of stuff i thought it was pretty good like some good character mm-hmm. stuff in there mm-hmm. and sprinkled throughout. <clears throat> so I give this like a seven. Wow. Okay. All right, Ben, what about you? Okay. Well, first of all, she's a college dropout and you're going to give her a job. I don't know. Yeah. That, that's 
<clears throat> That's risky. Bill Gates was a college dropout. <laughs> I'm a college dropout. Kanye West is a college dropout. Look, I don't know if I want to be in the same category with Kanye. Well, we're on a, we're on a He's scale. bipolar. Yeah. <laughs> Let me go back to school with Rodney Dangerfield. Now, if they make that and movie, back, yeah, now maybe they make that movie, Rodney Day, uh, Kanye West and Back to School. <laughs> Let's write it. He doesn't have the charisma no. to pull off. I'm that a genius. Ball. That's the whole movie. He's just yeah. he's a genius. <laughs> but uh, that's what the J stands for. But um, I, you know, just trying to look at this based on not not to give this series the same sins that I gave DS9, mm-hmm. where you know I was like, oh, but there's so much better coming. I'm trying to base this. All right, I've because this is the one that I this is the series that I watched the least. Oh, okay. Right. I didn't get to watch every episode five times like I did with TNG. You know, it's just like you're one and done with most of these episodes. So I'm trying to base this on, okay, I saw Caretaker. Now I've seen Parallax based on just these two episodes. This was better than the last one. I agree. It's me. You know, some of the things were like, oh, you know, there should be conflict between the crews. We're seeing some of that. I like that. So that's going to make me give it a 6.5. Okay. Which I think is higher than I gave last week's episode. I don't remember. I think so. Yeah, I I'm gonna agree. I the the A story was humdrum. Like it was mm. it was your typical kind of run of the mill TNG style episode. Oh no, we're stuck in some weird space problem that we can't figure out. Okay, cool, we figured it out. Great. The 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 good parts of this episode were the character building. I agree with with both of the things that Ben, all three of you have actually said. Like I liked the way they're kind of showing Kess. It was a small scene, but you can tell that she's very empathetic and she's very caring and she's very kind. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved Troy this, probably should have been more like maybe. yes, exactly, yeah, 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 exactly. You know, I loved the 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 beef stuff with the Maquis and the Federation people not getting along. I thought that was perfect. I loved how they showed some of the relationship between the way Chakotay runs his ship and the way Janway runs her ship. Like Chakotay is very much like Pally around with them, breaking balls, breaking stones. You know, Janway is more formal because she is Starfleet. I liked it. I thought it was cool, man. I'm going to give it a seven too. I thought they did a really good job building some cool, some cool character moments over. Like I said, overall the stories it's, it's a TNG story. We've seen this one a thousand times, Um, but I really enjoyed the characters of this so far. Two episodes in, I really liked it. Like I liked Torres a lot. I thought she was cool. She's very broad strokey. I'm a Klingon. I'm real aggressive and uh, and, and kind of gruff. But I think with time that'll kind of chip away. But I mm. but I I really dug it. I, I was surprised how much I actually liked this episode. Believe it or not. So one thing, <clears throat> I guess, is kind of selling this for me. I'm in it. Okay, so just like we weren't prepared when DS9 came out in the '90s for story arcs right we were in this ocean full of episodic tv and then ds9 came out and it was story arc driven and it was it was very groundbreaking for its time and that's why ds9 i think does so much better in this binge culture that we have today where people sit down and watch 20 episodes at a time Mm -hmm. you know I have found myself getting really tired of that. It's like the, the pendulum has gone, you know, I'm, I'm watching, I just watched Perry Mason on HBO, 
which I highly recommend if if you have the opportunity to watch it. If you can steal somebody's HBO Max password, do it. It's great. But like the black and white one or the uh, no the the the, the, the Matthew Reese. Yeah. Uh, the new rebooted oh, one that, oh, okay. that HBO did set in the 30s, like mm-hmm. the original books were. This is like Batman Begins or Batman Year One for Perry Mason. We get to see how he becomes the Perry Mason that we we know later. But it's like an eight or ten episode um, series. And it tells one story over the course of the full eight, you know. Yeah. So it's almost like a novel at that point where you're, you're watching by chapters and I kind of miss episodic television and yeah. I never thought I would be there again. And that's why I'm looking forward to strange new world because it's going to be episodic monster of the week, star Trek again. And Voyager is very much that other than the establishing premise we're, we're trying to get home everything in this episode, because we're still kind of setting up, you know, some of the stuff we got, you know, who's the crew members or whatever, but I feel like we're getting back to problem of the week. And I kind of appreciate that. This week's problem was the event horizon. Next week's problem is going to be something else, you know? Yeah. And it, 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 it's a, it's a selling point. Yeah. I kind of, I mean, as opposed to episodic TV, I think I have more of a hunger for like anthology type shows. Like, mm. it would be cool if instead of just resetting every week with the same cast of characters, like, it's all right, here's another thing happening in the Star Trek universe on a different ship or something. That's you know? what Discovery like it would make it more to tolerable to me. That was Brian Singer's original vision for Discovery. Yeah. Is that mm. each, each you know, that you would have maybe two or three episodes in one universe, and then here's another time, here's another time, and yeah. it would bounce around. Or even if it's the same time, it's just like, okay, here's yeah. what the Titan's up to. Here's what the you know whatever yeah. the wellington is mm-hmm. yeah. the beef wellington yeah but i was i was really surprised how much i enjoyed this episode i was it was pleasantly surprised it's all Again, downhill from here <laughs> oh no i heard the no. next episode's not great i remember watching the episode next episode and be like, eh. i think but, I, when i when i was trying to watch this a, a few years ago i think i got like 11 episodes in before i just didn't have time to to watch it anymore and mm-hmm. i thought those first 11 aren't too bad I felt the same way about Enterprise because I watched like the first 10 episodes of Enterprise. Yeah. Like, this is pretty cool. Yeah. And maybe that's why television has gone to 10 episode seasons. <laughs> because yeah. like doing 20. 20- we can do that much. Yeah. Doing 26 is bullshit. But yay, that's the episode. Thank I, I you. will say before we go, yes. it, it occurred to me what TNG episode it was that they kept finding themselves at the same point where Silence has lease with Nagilam. Mm-hmm. Like they, they got trapped in the area of black. Darkness. Yeah. And they that kept was season up at the same point. Wasn't that season two? Season two, yeah. Yeah, that was season two Wu Tang Quadrant. That was a good Dork Trek episode. Go yeah. back and listen to that. <laughs> Is that the one with uh, Ray Mysterio? Yeah. Ray Mysterio mask? Yeah. Ray Mysterio in space. <laughs> when I was watching wrestling, whatever Ray Mysterio was on, that's all I could think. It's like, oh, that's a new from space. <laughs> <laughs> But that's the episode. Thank you very much for listening. We'll be back next week. Don't forget to check us out on Twitter. It's at Dorktrek on Twitter. Um, we're also on Patreon. You can check that out too. We'll just go to Patreon and search Dorktrek and we're there. We've got, fuck, I, if, I feel like we've been doing Patreon forever. There's video, there's um, pre-show chit-chat things. There's all kinds of other stuff, D&D games that we ran. All kinds of cool stuff up there as well. So, uh, so thank you very much for listening and we'll be back next week with, uh, with more. Voyager and hey
that sweet chai latte coming? There you go. <laughs> I don't want to get to say it every week. I want other people to get to say it too, because it'll be fun. I don't want to steal your line. No, dude, it's everybody's line. Just whoever wants to say it when I say, hey, we'll go from there. Maybe we'll take a turn. It belongs to all of us. It belongs. <laughs>